What might be in the way of you reaching and living your soul's divine purpose? Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden, inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. You will be engaged by powerful stories of hope, healing, love, and God as the source for real wellness. In this live call-in show, Dr. Jaffe brings testament to how medical spiritual healing and Sufism together with traditional and complementary medicine can heal life-threatening disease, chronic illness, and personal issues through understanding and transforming the inner causes and experiences that lock disease in place. Dr. Jaffe takes you on a journey and will show you how to find and heal these inner issues and painful unresolved subconscious wounds. You are listening to Journey into Spiritual Healing Radio with Dr. Jaffe. So I, what I love about what we're doing, and this is actually what we're going to talk about today with Dr. Jaffe, you know, journey into spiritual healing. But one of the things we're talking about with Dr. Ibrahim Jaffe today is exactly what you and I are going to talk about in a hot second. When we look at our lives, sometimes things happen perfectly well, Benny. We hit all the right buttons. We do all the right things. And then sometimes we have a different version of ourselves. But the point about the shadow is less about what you do right and what you do wrong. The question is, how do we look at our dark shadow side? How do we look at it? And how much power are we willing to give it? And you know, what I love about this is I consider myself a work in progress. You know, when we do a show like this, Journey into Spiritual Healing with Dr. Ibrahim Jaffe, Embracing Divine Presence, Unity, and Love, it's very easy for us to kind of sweep, Benny, you're going to love this, sweep the shadow under the rug. Now, if any of you have ever tried to sweep the shadow under the rug, then one of the things you probably want to check into is the mega platform of Journey into Spiritual Healing that Dr. Ibrahim Jaffe and his team have created. Whether you are participating in his upcoming classes or you are watching his seminars or you're thinking to yourself, look, I've listened to the shows. Dr. Jaffe, licensed medical doctor who for the past 30 years pioneered advanced energetic and spiritual healing. And I will tell you, as he has done this, you know that he has seen the light and the dark. As I have, Today's show is to really look at what role does your shadow side play in your life. Now, you notice what I have not said is that that is a bad thing. Dr. Jaffe, we're taking this on. All right. Let's go for it, Pat. I'm ready. All right. So one of the things I want to start out with is uh, the conversation about the shadow side. You know, sometimes when people talk about the shadow side, they give it a category of good or bad. Um, I got to tell you that I don't know that I'm in that ballpark right there. And that's why we're doing today's show. Because if we don't identify it and we don't identify the role and we don't identify where we are or we don't identify the fact that we actually might have one, I think we're missing out. So take us on this journey. Shadow. Shadow. What does this mean? All right, let's talk about shadow and darkness uh, and what that means, uh, both in healing people and also in in basically creating our lives, the human condition. So, first of all, as human beings, um, when we are created, we are given a dark side. 
everybody, every human being has it until they transform it. So if you don't know it, then you haven't transformed it, and it's working unconsciously inside of you. And if it's working unconsciously inside of you, it's probably creating havoc in your life. And it's certainly, if you have disease, it's probably involved in your disease as well. So if you're going to heal, you have to face that part of yourself and transform it. It's a critical piece of healing, and really it's a critical piece of success for people who want to have success in life. So um, the shadow is essentially a light that lives inside of us. It's within our consciousness. It's within our beings. Um, and it also is connected into both the global shadow, the, the shadow of different groups. You know, every group has a shadow side, the global shadow, or, or, humani- or humanity has a shadow. So our shadow side is connected into all those different things as well. And then finally, the other side of it is what we could call darkness or global darkness. There are forces in the inner world which are from the darkness. Their job is to essentially stop humanity from evolving and to create whatever kind of problem they can. Now, in the deepest way, their job is really to test the human spirit to see if the human spirit is going to make, you know, uh, choices that are bad. And so it's a testing agent. This is why God created it. The shadow, the, the darkness is there to test human beings. But from the side of the darkness, they're there to create as many problems as they can. So when I speak about shadow, I'm speaking about both the shadow inside of you, and I'm also speaking about its connection into those realms of darkness, and how we as human beings can navigate our lives through that and have success both in healing and in our spiritual evolution and in being good people and not fall into the traps that both the shadow and the darkness lay for us in all different ways. You know, this is such an important conversation, especially, now I'm not saying that, Dr. Jaffe, the time we're living in now is any different from any other time. Because, you know, look, I, I have uh, a friends whose parents were part of the Holocaust, really surviving Nazi Germany, right? So I'm not saying that that's quite like this, but it could be. But I'm saying it may be different. And, you know, one of the things that I love about the shadow side is, you know, if we go back to uh, Carl Jung, who coined the phrase way back, right? You know, I mean, his original thesis on it was that rather than confront these things we don't like about ourselves, we pretend that it doesn't exist. I really think that that is the masterful deception of shadow, that it really allows itself to almost find a cocoon nature within us where we are so protective not to reveal it but yet it doesn't stop us from acting accordingly. How are you seeing this manifest at a global level in the world? Let's start at the global level if we could. Okay, well, I mean, globally, you know, there are forces of light and forces of darkness, and and they do exist, and if people don't believe that, you know, then really all it says is that you're basically... um, 
subject to those forces because you're unconscious about them and, and they're going to play in your life. So I, I think being ignorant, you know, I call it the ostrich where he sticks his head in the ground and pretends that there's no danger is not going to ever save the ostrich. And being ignorant of darkness is not going to save us. The darkness does exist. It's there. And it's actually uh, getting to be quite strong right now. It's actually growing at this time and growing strong. So we're at a time for whatever it is. You know, we saw it in World War One, World War Two. We're at another time when, when darkness is growing. And, and therefore... Uh, people have to come together of the light to stop those forces. And we'll be talking about that today, how you do that. But the bottom line is those forces uh, live in, uh, in what we call the astral levels or the subtle levels. In the Sufi way, we call it the malakut, the kind of the lower subtle world. And they are consisted of, you know, what Christians would call uh, devils, what we would call in Sufi jinn. Jinn are where the word genie comes from. Uh, these are beings that exist. Um, they can change form. They can see us. We can't see them. Uh, they're made out of essential fire where we're made out of earth. Um, and they can be extremely powerful uh, in their role. And, you know, I won't go into the whole uh, reason why they're there yet unless, you know, Pat, you want to go that far. But, yep. you know, bottom line, you want to go into that? Well, I, I think we're going to have to go into it today for a lot of reasons. You know, one of the things I'm struck by and what we're talking about here is a complete revelation, you know, almost an expose. And, you know, one of the things I love about talking about the shadow, Dr. Jaffe, is that, you know, uh, seeing the shadow within ourselves is extremely difficult, you know, so it's rarely done. But we're really, really good. I mean, super, really good at seeing undesirable shadow traits in others. You know, Alexander Solonitsyn said, said something that I never forgot, and one of the things he said, and I haven't read all of his stuff. He says this, and this is what I think you're talking about. He says, you know, if only it were so simple, if only there were evil people somewhere insidiously committing evil deeds, and it was necessary only to separate them from the rest of us and destroy them, that's a little bit extreme, but that's what he said. Uh, but the but the, the line dividing good and evil cuts through the heart of every human being. And who is willing to destroy a piece of his own heart? Right? But yet, you and I are talking about the fact that the shadow exists. Right? Absolutely. So, right. all right, so let's go into it. Uh, yeah. Here's how it happened. Yeah. Right? So, prior to the formation of mankind... Um, there were there was the, essentially the creation itself, and that creation was in the world of light. Man had not come down yet into form. Now, at that time, you know, close to God, you had the archangels, and you had other beings that were very powerful. And one of the right hands of God was uh, a jinn. Okay, this jinn uh, was very powerful and was you know, essentially at the highest possible levels, because it was standing right there next to God, along with the angels, the archangels, and things like that. Now, that jinn, when God created man, God created man for a reason, but one of the reasons man was created, and I, I say man and women were created, yeah. was because God wanted to see a mirror uh, of himself, or of itself. 
And so mankind was created out of clay and the other elements, and eventually had a spirit, a soul that was put into it, but also was given complete access to the attributes of God itself. In other words, we say there are 99 attributes of God. The, the human being carries all 99 attributes at its heart. So mankind is the most similar creation to God itself. And, you know, the Christians say God was created, uh, man was created in God's image. This is what he's talking about, what they're talking about. They're actually talking about not the image like, it's, you know, God sitting up on a cloud with a, a beard or long hair or something, but that, that the attributes, the spiritual attributes of the human being are are very similar to God. So when man was created, uh, there was a lot of jealousy, uh, and the jealousy in the jinn, and particularly at the highest level, was very strong. Now this jinn in Sufi, his name was Iblis. We call him Iblis, but in uh, Christianity and, and other Western thought, he's called Lucifer. That jinn which carried tremendous light, was extremely furious and arrogant about human creation. He said, I am better than the human being. My light, I am made of fire. I am made of light. The human being is made of clay. He's dark. I am better than him. How could you make the human being and call him the highest? Mm. That jealousy led God to discharging Iblis from his right side in the seventh heaven and the highest level. And Iblis said, I will leave, but I will become, I would like to test, and I will show you how bad your creation is, the human being. And God said, please, go and test them, but you'll see that any of them that stay true to me and true to the light cannot fall to your darkness. Okay, now that's how the darkness came into being. At that time, many jinn were drawn to uh, Iblis, and at this time, of course, many, many, you know, I don't know how many millions of years, billions of years later, there are many of these around and on this planet. So these beings are what people call the devil, and they are, and of course, the big devil is Iblis itself, and these forces are growing on our planet at this time. You know, how do you know that? Because you see the materialism. You see the amount of war just all over the planet. You see the deceit going on. Uh, you see the lack of connection, the loss of religion, the loss of values, the loss of ethics, the loss of morality. It's moving very strongly across the planet and, and forming its own force, its own global force. That's why I say human being has to also stand strong in itself because if the human being doesn't understand its own shadow, then it, it becomes uh, possible for the human being to fall prey to those forces. And this is why it becomes so critical from a spiritual point of view and from the point of view of the human condition itself that we really find and own our own light inside of us, and we stand in that light, and we stand in a circle together, whatever your religion, I don't care, or non-religion, it doesn't really mm -hmm. matter. What it matters is that you're you're facing the highest light, and of course the highest light is God itself, and, and you're standing together and creating a force of light as well. So that's what we have to do at a global level. At the human level, we have to see the places in our own self where we fall down, where we get caught by rage, by fear, by anger, by jealousy.
by arrogance, uh, by all of our own, you know, sort of tarnished aspects of ourselves, the places where we lie, where we steal, where we're not truthful, where we gossip and we backbite, these type of things. Um, these things create the openings uh, for this uh, darkness to get into us, and once it's in, it's harder to get it out. It's not so easy to get it out. Of course, you can get it out. You have to get it out. But it's better not to let it in. So the first step is understanding what it is. And the second step is knowing that we are inclined to it and that we have to learn how to close the doors to it, have to understand what it is in ourself, what you said, Pat, about how it's working within us. It's not denying it, not pretending that it doesn't exist, but rather it's understanding it. And it's having the power to overcome it, to attach to the light, and to become one with that light so that we can stand independent of the shadow self. And the shadow self will never completely go away, but you will end up dominating it and being in charge of it. And it will surrender to you in time, and then you will be victorious. And that's our goal. You know, what I love about what we're talking about is that it's so absolutely relevant to the time we live in, but it's also relevant and was revealed, you know, by Carl Jung in a, in a very little, many people don't know that Carl Jung wrote a letter uh, uh, a, a number of years back uh, to Bill W., the gentleman who founded Alcoholics Anonymous. And nobody really knows that Carl Jung was basically responsible for that program and 12-step programs going in a spiritual direction. But one of the things I took from the letter that was written was in Carl Jung's words exactly, mimicking what you just said. And this is hard to really know, and nobody knew this. But, but what he said, Dr. Jeffy, was that, you know, there was a conversation which he had that he could not adequately explain the spiritual nature of what he was talking about. And he goes on and, and he goes on. He says, I could not tell him everything uh, though back in those days. And then he goes on to say, which talks about his own shadow side. I had to be exceedingly careful of what I said. I had found out that I was misunderstood in every possible way. Thus, I was very careful. And so he goes on to talk about this. And then he says something exactly about what you just said. He said, I'm strongly convinced that the evil principle prevailing in this world leads the unrecognized spiritual need into perdition. If it is not counteracted either with or by real spiritual insight or a protective wall of community, you know? And so he goes on to say that basically you need the light. You need the light for protection. He goes on to talk about this, that we may not protect an action, right? And an isolated action or society, we cannot protect it. We cannot resist. He said, this is Jung. I, I was shocked when I read this a bunch of years ago. He says, cannot resist the power of evil, uh, which is called very aptly the devil. But use words, rouse so many mistakes that one can only, and he goes on to say, just really refer to them as possible but inexplainable. And he goes on to say that the only resolve to this 
And in this case, in Latin, spiritus contra spiritum, he's talking about, yes, a consciousness and an awakening through spirit, which you are saying the light. So even with this information, Dr. Jaffe, let's talk about, we know the solution. Why then is this one of our greatest challenges? Okay, so, uh, the, in, in again, in the Sufi tradition, we say that um, there is something called the nafs al-amara. Mm-hmm. And the, the nafs mean the ego self, and amara means the ones that command the darkness. So in every human being, every, until again, until you overcome it, you have nafs al-amara. And natural amra is a part of you that says, uh, you know, do the bad thing. You know, take the drug, hurt mm-hmm. somebody, go after mm-hmm. them, slander them. It's the part that pushes you. Yeah. And, and, and that's programmed. That's part of, again, it's, it's, you know, we're given different parts. Everybody's got it. Okay. So the first thing is the darkness is trying to seduce you. It wants you to do the bad thing because if it gets you to do it, it wins. And that's what it wants. And remember, the darkness runs off of free choice. You get to choose what you choose. You can't, you can't make your... The darkness can't make you do anything, but the darkness can trick you into doing it. So the darkness tries to get you to do it, and then your Nassau Lamara say, yes, I'm going to do it. Mm. Okay. Now that creates... That's your free choice. You've just chosen that. Okay, it's that choice that, first of all, leads you into the darkness. You know, it's like that scene, remember, from Star Wars when uh, yeah. Luke is get, getting angry and, and uh, <laughs> what was his name? Not Darth Vader, but the other one says, uh, you know, get angry, Luke, because the more you get angry, the closer you come to me. You know, mm. you're pulling him in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That? Yes, I do. And you know what I remember about it, too? which really is, is going to really beg the next question, is how seductive the nature of the shadow side could be. You know, and, and I use the word seduction because by the time we realize we're moving, <laughs> we're moving to the dark side, by the time we realize it, you know, we then also realize that it's not a momentous, instantaneous event, albeit it could, that there is an essence of it that is so much a part of us. And I want to ask you yep. this question. Is it our job to get rid of the shadow side or is it something else? Is it more uh, to acknowledge it? Is there an aspect of the shadow side, even with with Jung saying, I was so misunderstood. I mean, my God, he wrote that in like 1960 uh, over something that happened in 34. And he's talking about being completely misunderstood about his conversation about the shadow side in the light. But I don't think we misunderstand that today. Well, I mean, things have certainly evolved. And, you mm-hmm. know, people are more conscious, I think, than they've ever mm-hmm. been. So, you know, we're at a new time, which is very yeah. good. Um, yeah. You know, at the same time, the forces are stronger than yeah. they've been, at least for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, I think we're coming to sort of a crescendo right now where we're looking at that, you know, this inner thing going on. You know, we're, you know, you, you're you not ever going to get rid of your shadow side. The shadow side is part of your existence. Um, but 
you can transform the shadows. I'm sorry, let me take that back. The mm-hmm. darkness is always there, and they, every human being is given an angel and a, and a devil at the time of birth. Angel guides them to light, the devil guides them to darkness. You will not get rid of your devil. That devil will stay with you. But what you can do is through transforming your own um, listening and your own choices and your own uh, places within that would give into it, you can teach that devil to surrender to you, and it no longer will fight you. It will only support you. It will help you to understand when the darkness is coming. So in a way, it will become your your friend, but only when you have transformed yourself. A lot of people think that they, you know, they're going to just have this conversation. They're going to make a friend out of the shadow side and a friend out of the darkness, and, and that it's going to work that way. And most of the time, all they do is get seduced by it and get caught by it. Yeah. 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 So, and, you know, yeah, yeah I, we know about that. At least I'll speak for myself because I know what that's like. I've been there. I, I was there. Uh, honestly, we could be talking at my corporate career right now, and it would be a perfect example of, of how that seduction works, where you put all things separate and apart from your success. Right. You know, and maybe it doesn't happen quickly. Maybe it happens slowly where you make a decision about an employee or you make a decision about, you know, a team member. And that decision, you know, that you choose isn't a decision for the light. Maybe it's a decision that takes you closer and closer, you know, embellishing the shadow side of you. But the thing that I want to ask you about, and then we'll take a break, is the work that you do, right? When you look at foundations of medical spiritual healing, the work, you know, the courses you teach, the lectures, these are all to help people understand both sides and also how to take the journey towards the light. So before we go to break, can you talk a little bit about um, what the University of Medical Spiritual Healing is about and what some of these courses that you've developed and are now sharing worldwide help people do relative to this? Yeah, thank you. Uh, All right, so in medicine today, uh, most medicine is moving towards a more uh, materialistic point of view, Mm. meaning that the drugs are more powerful, we have more DNA understandings. uh, So things are moving down the materialistic tunnel, if you will. You know, at the same time, you're getting some countering with complementary medicine, um, or, you know, using herbs and other types of things to help, and that's really great because it, it kind of gives people options so they don't have to go only down that funnel, and there might be other ways of dealing with things. But where medicine needs to go as well is into the spiritual nature. It's not to cut off from the spiritual nature of things. So when you're healing, what's very important is to realize that in yourself, there's always something of the shadow, sometimes of the darkness, and certainly of wounding in yourself that is causing illness to appear in you. Okay, so the medical University of Medical Spiritual Healing is uh, a new creation. I'm very proud of it. Uh, it is uh, a university that is dedicated to teaching people how to transform those places inside of themselves, but through the highest light. So 
highest light that not only transforms those places, but also takes people closer into the divine presence, which I believe to be the ultimate goal of the human being. In other words, we're not just to change ourselves you know, into a better self, we're actually there to change ourselves into someone who's closer and more holy and more present with divinity itself. That's the highest level of spiritual transformation. So the University of Medical Spiritual Healing is a school that has two components to it. It teaches people how to connect to God and the attributes of God and the angels and the light and all those things in a very powerful present way so that once you have that, um, the guidance and the support and the protection, the understanding and the wisdom that you will receive will be very, very powerful. Secondly, it teaches you how to walk your own spirit into the divine presence itself. As you walk it, we call that the world of unity. It's it's the higher heavenly world. It teaches you how to reach heaven on earth now. It teaches you how to walk through the heart and the soul and the spirit to reach that place where divinity lives inside. You experience it inside of you, and you experience it in every aspect of existence itself. And that's the completion of the human journey is to reach to that level. So the University of Medical Spiritual Healing uh, is there to teach that to people. It's also there to show you that when you work with the light of God and the divine light, it's going to reveal places inside of your own soul and inside of your own, we say, your secret, inside of your heart, where misunderstanding, wounding experiences that have been detrimental, uh, pain, suffering, the shadow itself, and the darkness all exist inside of you. And that light uh, of the the divine presence will not only reveal it to you, but it will help you to discharge it, to release it, to transform it. And when you learn to do that, I call that self-healing or spiritual self-healing, you have a tool that is so incredibly powerful in making change in any aspect of your life. And I'm not just talking about illness. I'm talking about why you don't have success, why you don't have relationships, why things aren't going right. Any aspect of your life, when you shine the divine light on it, it will show you the truth of why your life is going wrong. And if you use that light to transform those places within you, your life will slowly turn around and you'll start to see it go right. So this is what University of Medical Spiritual Healing is about, and the Foundations course is our introduction to it. It's a six-week course. Uh, it meets, uh, you know, for an hour and a half, I'm sorry, two hours a night, and we go over the basic principles of medical spiritual healing, how to connect to the light, how to understand the subtle world where illness and suffering and lack of success exists. We show you how to reach those worlds. We'll teach you how to open those up, and inside of it you'll find the actual experiences and the images and things that are creating your suffering and why you're sick and why you fall down, why you don't have relationships, the things that are driving it. We'll teach you how to resolve it. We'll help you to understand how to basically transform it. And then the final step is we're going to look at your souls and teach you how to know the divine teaching. You know, what are you what is your soul being asked to learn through this situation? 
strength, compassion, mercy. You know, what are you, what are you here to learn? Love? Because until you find that divine teaching, that spiritual teaching, um, generally, I, my experience is disease does not fully disappear. So mm. it's the final piece that has to be understood for illness to really go away. So that's the, the foundations of the yeah. our review course, and then we go from there. Yeah, and the reason I wanted to ask you about that, and we're going to take a short break, is because, you know, we're talking about something that when we talk about the shadow side or we talk about, you know, the seduction of this, and we talk about, you know, something that prevails, not just our society, but is within us. You know, we also, it's really important to acknowledge the work that you do, Dr. Jaffe, and how you work with people to really look at this in a way where they can create an amazing life. And for more information about all of that, you all can go to Dr. Jaffe's website, which is www.drjaffemd.com. When we come back, we're going to be looking at why does this thing exist? Does it have a purpose? Is there a reason? Does that purpose of the shadow at least provide the equivalent of the purpose of the light? Oh, I know. That sounds strange, doesn't it? So let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. What the fun do I do with my shui? Are you ready to hear what your space is about you and what you're communicating to the outer world about your inner dialogue? Are you ready to create harmony in your surroundings? Then join us on Clear Speak Talk Radio with Dr. Jeanette Wolf on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern for current IT integrated with ancient knowledge to boost the broadcast of your space. Visit JeanetteWolf.com for more information on this amazing approach. If you have a sense that you were meant for more, join Heather Allison every third Tuesday at noon Pacific as she explores an ancient, forgotten energy within us and helps us access our original archetypal blueprint. The Golden Path will help you remember the key to unlocking your life, love, success, and magic you were meant for. A key to unlocking your golden path. Visit heather-allison.com. Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep, hidden, inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas? The journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit drjaffemd.com. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful western Massachusetts. 
Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back, Journey into Spiritual Healing. We're talking about um, the shadow side with Dr. Abraham Jaffe. And as I said before, if you want to find out more about the Foundations of Medical Spiritual Healing, about the University of Medical Spiritual Healing, how to work with Dr. Jaffe one-on-one, uh, because this really is about healing, you can go to drjaffeemd.com. And the reason for today's show in talking about the shadow is, is not just to have an intellectual conversation, but to also acknowledge, uh, as Dr. Jaffe and I were talking about during the break, that this is something that resides in every one of us. And one of the things I said, Dr. Jaffe, during the break was I had a moment one day at the height of my executive career, walking out of a very big house on four acres. And, and there was a moment that I looked in the mirror and I was unrecognizable to myself. And what I mean by unrecognizable to myself, that part of me, that optimistic child, you know, that person that, you know, despite what happened to me in the early years of my life, believed in hope. You know, the person that stood for something in the 70s and marched about it. That person was a shadow of who I was looking at. And so, you know, the seduction uh, and the revelation when we can see it, I think is important to getting the clarity. Can you talk about that and how important it is when we have those moments of clarity and, and how to know what to do about them? You know, just thinking about, you know, how does the shadow work? And the shadow, mm-hmm. it, it, it speaks to you. It's talking to you. You know, and it talks to you in your unconscious. And, it, and some people, it talks to you in your subconscious. Subconscious means you're kind of aware of it. Uh, unconscious means you're really not aware of it, and it's just working. You know, and of course, conscious we're aware. So the in the subconscious, a lot of people, if they close their eyes and they just listen, they will hear these voices inside of them. You know, that are talking to them about whatever. You know, so uh, you know, an example. I'm just thinking about one lady who, um, you know, very very bright, beautiful heart and and spirit, uh, you know, very well accomplished uh, professor, done done very well for herself. But behind it, you know, inside of her, there had always been this place that was saying, you know, you're not enough. You're never going to succeed. You're never going to make it. And, and, And you're not worthy of really having the love from somebody. Now, that was her shadow. Her shadow side. They would talk to her in her subconscious, and she believed it. She bought into it. She believed it. So she ended up marrying somebody who uh, was very successful, but was an alcoholic. Uh, became you know extremely violent and abusive towards her, until eventually you know uh, he you know created so many problems for her that she left the marriage. But with a lot of trauma, she was really really deeply traumatized inside. 
if you look at it, you know, in this case, in this case, the husband, when he would drink, was actually taking on a mirror of her shadow. And, of course, when he drank, drinking, by the way, if you don't know this, alcohol is like a direct beeline into those astral worlds. When you drink, mm-hmm. the doors just fly open. And that's why you know, uh, AA uses God, because God is really the only way to fully close those doors. So um, when, he, when he would drink, he would bring the darkness in, and she would be sitting there wondering, what happened to my husband? What happened to the love? What happened to my peace of mind? You know, I, I've lost everything in my life. And eventually she left the marriage, but she never, at that point, she hadn't left herself meaning that the shadow was still operating inside of her, the voices were still operating inside of her, and if she had gone back into a relationship, she would have gone back into the same relationship again, you know, with somebody like that one. So, you know, we spent a lot of time talking and working together and began to unfold her sabotaging self-talk, which was really her own shadow inside of her. Once she got a hold of it and she learned to transform it using names, um, that place really began to disappear. And as it began to wash away and wash away, she she actually became, you know, much more full of light in time, in fact, you know, became very close to her own enlightenment, and uh, also drew to her love and a good relationship and many other things, because now she wasn't getting caught by those voices inside of us. So, you know, for you know the people listening, um, all of us, uh, I don't exclude myself here, all of us, will always be, uh, you know, the shadow self is there until you transform it. Mm-hmm. And um, those voices will continue until your presence with God becomes so strong inside of you that there really is no room for a shadow. You know, when there's light, there's no shadow. When, you, when the, everything is light, there's no shadow. And so it's the same way, you know, when everything is light inside of us, the shadow will disappear, and we're free. So this is our work as a human being, is to find those voices uh, and to be able to hear them inside of ourselves and to be able to not follow them, to not to choose to not follow those voices inside, and rather to make the choice, because it's about free choice, to follow the voice of goodness, the voice of God, the voice of light, the holiness inside of us, and to move in that direction. And if we do that, then very, very quickly, you'll start to see these shadow voices begin to disappear, and you'll start to have real success in life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things I want to talk about around this is, uh, I got a question that just came in, and I want to make sure I get it uh, to, to the fore, forefront. Um, one of the questions that just came in is, hi, Dr. Pat, hi, Dr. Jaffe. Um, uh, uh, one of, uh, let, this is really abbreviated, so bear with me. Um, okay. One of the things that I'm realizing is that we're, we are making decisions. Uh, we're making decisions about people that most of our country fellow see as an example of denial. Okay, here's the question. Specifically, we have people, human beings, in immigration camps, children without parents, 
that's the shadow side of us. And yet we are so looking at today, whether or not a stock market price is the best indicator of how to treat people in humanity. Which parts of those would you say are the shadow? And what does the light do to prevail? Wow. We have 10 minutes yeah. left in the show. Great, great, Good. Josie. Thank you, Josie. Whoa. I, I think I understand the question. Um, and you know what? There's a lot of examples like that that I can think of. But is that an example of the shadow at a more global level uh, where humanity is not looking at humanity, but really looking at something else. How does that play out in our society here? Well, I think that's that's part of the, the lure of the shadow. The shadow, you know, you've got kids starving, you've got all these orphans, you've got people mm-hmm. who are suffering. Mm-hmm. And um, the shadow says, uh, you know, you need to be frightened that you don't have enough money. So you need to go and, and uh, you know, work with your stocks and play with the money, which you get involved in. Next thing you know, you're caught in that situation, and that person goes on starving next to you. You know, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. or your, you know, or our parents, you know, today, especially in the West, you know, how many people oh. you know, don't take care of their parents? Oh. Right? And, and yeah. so, but really, if you look deep, it's the shadow. The shadow saying, you know, why should you take care of your parents? You know, you have to take care of your kids. You have to take care of your husband. You know, why should you take? Why should you take care of them? Why should you help them? And uh, then it goes the other way, and it says, "Yeah, but you're going to get all that money when they die." So, well, maybe I'll help them so I get the money. You know, it's like that type of stuff is a, a pure example of the shadow working in people's subconscious and driving them in ways that are not right. Uh, and ultimately, you know, spiritually, uh, it causes them to spiritually fall down, and uh, in their lives, their lives begin to fall apart. One of the things that I want to get to here in the last minutes we have left is something you said about the light. Because as I was staring at myself in the mirror, I got a resolution. I got an answer. My answer was, as the head of HR, to go back into the corporate workspace and tell all my bosses, including the president of the company, that I was not going to implement the corporate downsizing program that targeted people with a lot of service. Clearly, that was my, the beginning of my demise in my corporate career. But I cannot remember, Dr. Jaffe, a conscious decision to do that. That moment of clarity automatically kicked in the thing that I was meant to do. The shadow took a back seat to the light. And that's what I think the message is today. The shadow takes a back seat to the light. Well, you know, when you looked in the mirror and you had that aha, right? That moment when you saw all the things you saw about yourself and you'd lost yourself and where you were going and the changes you want to make. But you see, in the deep way, if you really looked at it, that was really the light coming to you. Mm. The light came to you and illuminated it for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it came from. So, you know, the answer for everybody listening, you know, is the way through the shadow is to learn to have a connection to the divine light and the divine love. That's, that's the way through it. 
and to learn to be so strongly connected to divine light and love that the shadow is eclipsed and purified and washed away, and you become more and more purified, more and more clean, more and more holy inside of yourself, your heart, your soul, your spirit. Everything becomes clean and clear. So, you know, the simplest way to do that is to, you know, use names of God that pull in that light. And so one of the secrets that you can know about in this call is, again, I think we've talked about it, is the A sound. If you use the ah, the ah sound is the direct connection uh, into the divine light. So anytime you go ah, or you can say God, because it has the A, you can say Allah, it has the A, you can say Brahma, you can say Father, but that A needs to be in there. That's the way to begin to pull that divine light in and begin to learn how to true up to it and listen to it and follow it. And the more you start to do that, you'll have these experiences that Pat had where, you know, she looked in the mirror and she saw, oh, my God, what have I done with my life? Where did it go? Mm. And you'll have the same experience. You'll say, oh, look at my life, and this is where it needs to go. This is what's going wrong, and, and this is what's going right. And this is where we can go to make it right. Mm. You know, Dr. Jaffe, I want to... Uh... First of all, I want to thank you for bringing this conversation to the table. Um, I want to jump to a question that many people probably are asking. I know I had to find this out for myself, but only until my body failed me and my body required healing. The question really is, you know, is there a role that the shadow plays not only in healing our body, but in partnership with our personal spiritual evolution? Yeah, I mean, the shadow is the glue that holds the negativity in in, in your field. So if you have a, a negative experience, for example, let's say that you have a experience when you're a kid that, you're, you know, something happens with one of your parents that, that hurts you, that experience imprints uh, both in your heart and your soul and your mind and is carried deep inside of you. But the shadow comes in and begins to make up stories about that and begins to make up beliefs about that. And it tells you, you can't let that go. You have to hold on to that. If you don't let that go, uh, if you let that go, you're going to be in trouble. So you need to hold on to your suffering. You need to hold on to your pain. You need to hold on to your disease. And it has very uh, tricky ways of convincing you to hold on to what you don't need. That's its, that's its art. It's really its art. It's the art of keeping you in suffering. It's the art of keeping you, you know, if you lie, well, you won't lose your job. You better lie. You know, if you cheat, you know, you'll be happier. So keep cheating. It will teach you how to do the things that essentially are destroying you and keep it in place. And that's why it's so important to learn how to overcome this. And again, if you want to learn this, please, you know, contact us at drjaffemd.com or call us, uh, you know, at uh, 8882, the number two, Dr. Jaffe. We have um, many people who can help you to heal and to understand your shadow. And if you're somebody who's struggling, like we have a lot of people calling right now who are decompensating with uh, schizophrenia, bipolar, mm-hmm. borderline personalities, you know, it's really, really exploding right now. You know, if you're one of those people, 
in and access it, you'll be amazed in most cases how uh, how much success and healing can happen for you. Mm. And and this has been part of a bigger conversation that you and I have been having about this gateway, about the pathway, about the importance of it. Uh, and you're right, part of the healing process, you know, as we referenced before, in the 12 steps programs, really comes from uh, a a spiritual awakening. I mean, it's right in there. And so thank you for bringing that forward. Dr. Jeffy, one last question. Again, please tell folks how they can contact you, how they can participate in, you know, the spiritual healing journey. And also, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? Uh, Yeah, great. So, uh, I mean, as far as, uh, you know, contacting uh, me, uh, there's a couple ways of doing it. But if you uh, text the word PROTECTION, protection uh, to area code 707-755-7511. That's 707-755-7511. Text the word protection. doesn't matter the case. Um, We will send you a prayer that is used to keep the darkness away from you. And uh, you can also go to my website, uh, com, And if you put again forward slash protection forward slash, um, we can send that to you and you can see our programs um, that would help you in uh, both understanding the divine connection uh, and, and also understanding the role of your shadow and the suffering that's gone on inside of you and how to transform it, particularly in healing. So, people, it's drjaffeymd.com, uh, or you can text protection to 707-755-7511, uh, or call us, and uh, and we can speak to one of our uh, admissions directors about some of the programs we have. We have people mm. coming from all over the world, um, and we have a lot of people calling in from Europe and the Middle East right now. Yeah. Uh, and I'm telling you, across the world, everybody is wanting change and they're wanting support, and they're wanting love and light right now. It's a real, yeah. very positive thing that's happening. Yes, it is. And thank you to you, Dr. Jaffe. You've been listening to Journey into Spiritual Healing Radio with Dr. Jaffe. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe will help you remove the veil of illness and unleash the ancient wisdom of healing as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. If you've missed any part of this episode or want to find out more about Dr. Jaffe, visit his website, drjaffemd.com. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.